Hi, Elliot. Hi, listeners. Thanks for it's tuning called, in. Thanks for tuning into Dead Air. That's Tom. <laughs> and that's Elliot. And we are Dick Wick. That is do you queer. What? I queer. Yeah. Okay, listen, the world is scary. So we have something fun for you today. Are you ready, Elliot? I am ready. Okay, cool. So we were lucky enough to get in touch with uh, Pat Mills and Justin Gray, who are the director and creator of CBC Gems Queens, which comes out this Friday uh, on CBC Gem, which is uh, CBC's streaming, what, service? Yeah. Um, And so... This new CBC Gem original scripted series, Queens, is a comedy slash whodunit mystery featuring an eclectic cast of Toronto drag queens. And it's uh, streaming this Friday, June 19th. And so there are six episodes, each are 10 minutes in total, and they follow the misadventures of a particular drag performer, who, uh, each particular drag performer, as they prepare for Miss Church Street pageant. And each one is interrupted in a strange and unfortunate way. Uh, Elliot and I were lucky enough to get a sneak peek of Queens. And I think I speak for both of us when I say it is fucking hilarious. It's great. Yeah, it's literally amazing. And it's funny too, um, Tom and I used to go to the like Ryerson bar um, uh, in in Toronto and Justin Gray, who's the writer and creator of the show, um, like literally probably five years ago now would serve us all the time and talk about this. And it's just so fucking cool to see it. Um, yeah. you know, fully come into being now. And yeah, of course you said this, Pat Mills is the director. And I just want to give a shout out to um, to the drag queens, like the amazing queens that make the show what it is. Um, so you have Champagne, uh, Baby Bell Bell, Ivory Towers, Quick Lewinsky, Allison Chains, Lucy Flawless, Lucinda Mew, and Jada Shada Hudson. And like that cast alone if like it's if you're not so shaking good. right now then i i can't it's help so you good and they're all like each of them there isn't a there isn't like a bad apple in the bunch each one of them really shines yep. in their own way and so what happens is all these mishaps lead the queens to realize the truth that they've all been sabotaged but who among them is the saboteur or rather saboteurs wait so, can you say that word one more time that was saboteurs. great <laughs> so tune in to find out and you can do that um, this Friday at the Queen's premiere event with Pride Toronto. It's a live question and answer celebrating the launch. And Pride Toronto has added the Queen's premiere to its virtual Pride Month feature Friday screening lineup. And the cast of Queen's will take part in a lively Q&A panel to discuss the making of the show and drag and all things Pride. Pride. Prime. I was going to say Prime. So you can stream Queen's beginning this June 19th at 9 p.m., uh, and for more information about the series, you can visit CBC Gem. And for details on the Pride Toronto pre-chat at 8.30 and post-screening Q&A panel at 10, visit pridetoronto.com. Without further ado, enjoy this next segment. Me. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning into this really fun segment. With us today, we have Justin Gray, who's writer and creator of Queens, a new series for CBC Gem. And we have the director with us as well, Pat Mills. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. Very excited to have you. Thanks Yay. for having us. Yeah, I forgot it's an audio one, not a video one. I'm just like smiling. Happily. Just waving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can frown this whole time. No one will know. Oh. 
Justin, can we start with you? Can you just describe yourself, introduce yourself for our listeners? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just, just going to be really assholey and just read off my grinder profile, but... Uh, you can do that. I deleted it. <laughs> We've probably it. already seen it. I deleted it. I was getting too many messages. I was like, you know, things are bad in the world when my grinder is blowing up, right? So I got rid of it pretty quickly. Uh, I am the writer-creator, as you said. I'm a, uh, also a drag performer. I've been um in the city performing drag for the last five almost five years now at this point uh technically this is my first pride off since then so yay i'll be very uh unhung over this time around which will be great uh yeah that's perfect and pat how about you uh my name is pat mills and i am a filmmaker based in toronto and i got involved in queens i think initially through the producer caitlin brown uh who was familiar with my work i've done a couple of features that played Tiff and right before doing um, Queens, I had wrapped like a queer horror movie and I went, it was like back to back right into it. So I've been very, very queer this year with my work, which has been fun. What's yeah. the, uh, what's that queer horror movie so that we can have a peek? It's called The Retreat. Um, it's still, it's not, we haven't picture locked the film yet or anything. Um, it'll probably be, finished towards the end of the year and it's basically a, a lesbian couple goes into the woods and they get stalked by horrible alt-right men oh my god but, you know they so, get their revenge so, so it's a documentary <laughs> yeah totally. oh my god state of the world <laughs> yeah it's and the, we shot it up in orangeville which is almost like middle america it feels like so i was in orangeville yesterday that's strange yeah it's kind of scary up there if you're yeah, there for a while it's not not scary um okay let's start with colors everyone how are we feeling today elliot do you want to go first yeah sure um my color today is um I feel like the coat of a seagull. I feel like a very gray, white, very like uh, trash collecting, um, very huh. loud and like I'm gonna berate passerbys. Um, and I just kind of feel like my energy today, like I was placed on earth to ruin your good time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, of course just... it makes sense for me. You always ruin my good time. Well, yeah, you know me, but yeah. Um, my color would be a, um, um, a fleshy maroon. Mm. I want to say that like someone's peeling like each layer of skin off my body very quickly throughout the day. And, mm. and I feel like I'm ready to be placed on like an outside barbecue to like really make sure all my nerves are getting seared like that kind of maroon. I've never been hornier. That was like, wow. What a journey. Yeah. That was yeah. like opened up a 50 shades moment for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what's your, what, what color are you feeling like today? I'm kind of like a 70s appliance, you know, that like Linda Blair vomit color. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be bright and cheerful, but it's just not working. That's yeah. sort of where I'm at, yeah. you know, Friday during a pandemic. Totally. Yeah. As the world falls apart. Well, we, we like yeah. to invite everyone to just live in that moment. So, you know, don't be anything but that. Absolutely. Right. And Justin, uh, what's your yeah. color? You guys are just really pulling out the, the visual cues there. I'm like... <laughs> Trying to think of something cheeky to go along with. I guess well, I think it'd be like a a fluctuating purple. Oh, you know, it's like a oh, think of like a purple neon bulb flicking on and off. That's where I am today. Uh -huh. It's kind of like bright and ready and like happy to go, and then the I, other parts I'm just like, can this just? I'm picturing the head of like a like a a furious bulbous penis, sort of like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like. You know, yeah, no, I'm visually there with you. Pulsating with purple, yeah. Yeah, undulating. With undulating. 
<laughs> I feel like between the four of us, we really have a set going on. There's there's a lot happening. Here. I it's quarantine, bitch. I it's yeah. like full tea. I have not had sex in a very long time, so I'm just, everything is going to be an undulating, vibrating color of <laughs> organs. <laughs> and that's the end of the interview. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Great one. See you on the other side. Bye. Um, so Elliot and I were lucky to get a sneak peek of Queens before it airs next Friday, June nineteenth if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched it separately because we wanted to know um, how we felt about it. And it's funny, we felt the same things. It was so fucking cute and charming. And like the production is great. It looks fabulous. And how are this, the acting so good? Like that was very striking too. Like I didn't know these queens had like acting training or maybe they didn't, but maybe that's to both of your credit or or the credit of the actors. But why don't we start at the beginning? How did you guys, uh, how, Justin, how did you come up with the concept? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like um, since this isn't like a, uh, like, a, like a print media thing, I can be a little bit more real. Uh, oh, please. Podcasts are generally like that. But I basically had given like, I'd given up on filmmaking uh, completely after like studying in LA, studying here, working in multiple countries and continents and film and stuff. And I just thought like, this isn't for me anymore. I really don't like this. I'm not getting a, a tingling and there's no, there's nothing I want to do in it anymore. Um, so then I kind of just like, as soon as I graduated, I hung up my hat and was like, okay, I'm just going to work at a bar for a while, uh, which is actually where I met you folks. <laughs> was their server and bartender. Uh, and then uh, just kind of fell ass backward into drag completely. Uh, and then from there, it just, I'm a very like all or nothing person so I'll put everything I have into it or I won't uh and I just ran full force into a Sephora and then (laughs) I started my own shows I met all these amazing people and as I was doing all of these things I was just had my phone I always always like even if I look through my phone now I'm seeing like notes and ideas I made for my thesis film at Ryerson um which is like over five years ago now so I would always just write down one-liners and silly things I would hear and I'd never really gave myself enough uh, confidence to start writing comedy because I was too scared of trying to be funny. For me, it was easier to make people feel sad or uh, to invoke emotion elsewhere than comedy. But I uh, just started writing it. And then I wrote this idea for a show, which initially Queens in my mind started off as like a a gritty drama uh, and then snowballed into just wouldn't it be funny if and like, what is your dream and like ideal places to be stuck in. It was like drunk at a Sephora, like (laughs) things like that. And then it just kind of like, well, how how would you put a story around that? And then I kind of thought like each episode deals with a different type of fear that I found that like uh, queer people have, which is like the fear of being forgotten, uh, the fear of not having family, the the fear of uh, being alone, the fear of failure that is just like, constantly a culminating feel inside of yourself and then I just kind of assign that to each episode and then at the end when they all come together all of those like scare tactics that you overcame in your episode then you can finally feel or find the the true issue which is not that they're not in this alone so then I started writing it uh, and... spoiler alert jeez <laughs> oh, this is coming out after it that they're all in this together <laughs> that's their own fault it, it makes a lot of sense to hear you say that because you know, I was watching it, you find yourself laughing, but then you're also so touched. And even though it's a 10 minute episode, um, there's just, there's a really big feeling, a really big atmosphere. Um, I find to the episodes and to the characters and it, it's lingered with me all day since I finished it. And like, 
I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm certain that that's going to be everyone else's impression. It's so, Elliot, did you, is everything okay? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I also like to um, show my background off a little. If, uh, I break. love it. Who are those women and why are they eating gay pizza? So just uh, for the sure. listeners to know, um, Justin's background is a gay pizza parlor filled with white Beckys who are monging down on this pizza. Hammered. And there's just a big pride flag. I, I came across it on Tumblr or Twitter. And I, uh, wow, I've never felt my story being told more than in this single photo. <laughs> it's almost at- like, a, you know, uh, that what I can't even remember the, the name of the painting, but like Tom's Diner is made off that painting. It's just like you, that view from the street. So bad. The chunky highlights is possibly my favorite part. Yeah, we love we love a good like a highlight cap moment. You know? uh-huh. um, are we back from our uh, pizza picture intermission, Elliot? Or yeah, sorry, my cat decided to uh, unplug the outlet for the microphone in the wall. So <laughs> oh, is that all? Oh yep. wow, homophobia. Yeah, she's trying home. to silence queer voices. <laughs> Don't say cat. You mean lizard wearing a coat? Yeah, my cat's a little bizarre. Something's wrong with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Pat, how did you capture the tone of this? Because there was something so whimsical about it and so joyful, but yet, I don't know. Well, I think that upon reading the scripts, it was pretty clear what the tone needed to be. And Justin and I shared some like similar taste in films. And we talked about like Clue the movie from the 80s. We talked about Drop Dead Gorgeous. That was always a touchstone. And I kind of... When I did, when I saw the table read, we did a table read with the scripts once everybody was cast. I was like, this is kind of like a Muppet movie, but with drag queens. So it's like drop dead gorgeous in a mystery clue with Muppet drag queens. And that sort of helped me kind of figure out what the look should be and, and like just the general tone with the music and everything kind of going with like a retro early nineties, eighties kind of caper. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. It was pretty clear from Justin's writing. I find that sometimes you read scripts and like tone is a question, but reading these scripts, it was pretty clear what this should be. And Justin had a very strong vision and his comedy is very specific, but broad in a way. Um, So it was actually a pretty easy way to nail the tone. You know, and and our our DP, yeah, yeah, our cinematographer, Neil Hansen, he does a lot of music videos. So he brought this other, like he elevated it to cinema. So it's like, I think in terms of like, you know, badly composed 80s movies. And then he comes in with his like Grimes video aesthetic and like makes everything really pop and like art. Smoke machine. Yeah. <laughs> we machine. had a smoke machine running yeah. just to give atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a point of contention for me at several times. Like, there's enough of this. <laughs> totally. Justin, were you on set sort of like lending your voice here and there? <laughs> I was on set, yeah. I mean, uh, it was great. I mean, I wouldn't have had it any other way, not because I'm a control freak, but because I just am so intrigued in seeing how everything runs. Like, I've uh, never directed anything at a larger scale, um, and there was no way in hell I would be firstly, mentally capable, secondly, actually capable of doing this and having someone like Pat and learning and observing these like delightful tactics on like soothing a situation and finding a vocabulary to inspire people is really cool. Um, I also just like hung out in the back with Team Beauty quite a bit because uh, Team Beauty is amazing on our show. We had uh, Vanessa, who is a fabulous wardrobe uh, person, 
designed everything and all the characters together. And we kind of all culminatively came up with this visual idea that each character has a different color assigned to them. So if you watch it again, you'll notice that someone's more yellow, someone's more pink, someone's more burgundy, like things like that. And then uh, we had Ashley do all the wigs, who is a wig stylist and wig owner in the city. Uh, and then Penelope Strange, Jory, who is also a makeup artist and drag queen do it. So it was all very like wonderful to see it all come together, but it was, it was great to be on set and have not to overstep any boundaries, but also to like be able to give a voice. And I think as a writer, you should be on set in case there's emergency rewrites, which we, we did come across at several points, but they were needed in order to make our days. Just a question on casting. Did you have certain queens in mind as you mm -hmm. wrote it? Oh no, you just did blind. Yeah, no. So I, you always have like a, a, like a, a figurehead person that you pull inspiration from. But then as you do more edits and more revisions, you hear more voices and add that to the mix. And we, when we went into casting, we didn't put up anything other than just the, the title, like the name of the character and their description, like of the, who they are, not what they look like. And we got really lucky in that way because we have amazing eclectic group of people that uh, fulfilled those roles, but then also like, thanks to Pat and uh, like encouraging them to go off book really brought a whole different version of authenticity to those characters. As an, as an acting teacher, sorry, to, I don't, that's a humble brag. Um, <laughs> Are you proud of that, Tom? I'm <laughs> no, I don't know. I guess not. I guess not. But those, those actors were so good. Did they have any training or coaching or is that, was that you, Pat? Uh, I wouldn't take credit of their good acting. I think a lot of uh, being a drag queen, you are an actor. Right. You're a kind of in everything. Uh, you're like a, I don't know, a, like a lot of them did have official like theater training. Oh, okay. I, I believe. And, mm -hmm. and for a lot of them, they were probably, fr I think that I, the, from a few that I spoke to, they were frustrated because they weren't getting any roles because they'd be too queer or whatever. Right. So I think oh, that yeah. on set with this one, it's like encouraging them to be as like queer as they want to be, go off book, play with the dialogue. Justin was totally open uh, to them going off book as well. And then always coming back to the script, I always find that like a little bit of improv just kind of helps loosen performances up. And then they, when you go back to the script, it has this like looseness to it. Um, that makes it. Did I answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering when you I know say, it's Friday evening. We're all, it's Friday. We're all, we're all Friday. Well, I'm getting pizza and having a beer. Right? You got <laughs> getting pizza with your girls in the back. <laughs> just uh, this one. She came in from Mississauga. I just wanted to show her a good time. She never I'd say Oakville, but maybe. I noticed a little cameo from somebody in episode. I don't know. Yeah, I made my Hitchcockian appearance. <laughs> That was, that was always kind of in the back burner. Like if you look in the background, there's, there's at least some higher up on the production there. Like oh, the really? EMTs, uh in one of the episodes are actually uh, high, our producers, a lot of the producers are in it. Um, that day, actually, we, we just didn't have uh, a, a lot of wiggle room in the budget when it came to upgrading actors, because when you, you take an extra or a background actor and you, give them a more featured role, you have to pay them more money, but we just right. unfortunately didn't have that in the budget. And so... You can get the writer and not pay them a thing. To, not a you damn know? thing. They wouldn't <laughs> I'm sure you coffee. hated that, too. I actually, I'm, funnily enough, as someone that, like, appears on stage generally topless or covered in blood or something, I get really uncomfortable in front of the camera. 
It's true. It's a different beast. I agree. It is. So it was, uh, it was a bizarre moment for sure. And it was definitely funny <laughs> to just be there. I love that. I was waiting for your, I was waiting for your cameo and to see, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but to see what cameo you actually take is like so shocking and so not what anyone <laughs> who's seen your drag would ever expect. It's, I really liked it. Yeah, we were going for the the makeup look was to have like a, some type of dysentery, um, which was fabulous. Like I, I was having chicken ceviche, uh, like sashimi. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but uh, it was great because I remember specifically there was there was one take where Pat, because every take uh, that we did, Pat mostly uh, let them do an alternative version with their own dialogue they wanted to improv. And there was one moment in that scene where Jada improv something and I, I just burst out laughing right into the camera because it was like this far away from me and I just turned my head and laughed right into the camera because <laughs> there was no way in hell because she was so serious. So, so serious. And I just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm wondering, um, and I kind of want to throw this question to you both out separately. Um, maybe we can start with you, Justin. What, what are you hoping the reception for this show is like? And I know it's, it's coinciding with Pride and it's being released, you know, it's like a Pride feature kind of. Um, you know, do you want this obviously to be consumed by a wider audience or is it like by queers for queers? Like, you know, how are you hoping it'll be picked up? Uh, well, honestly, both. I mean, firstly, I want the reception to be welcomed, but also informative. So like, there's always room to grow. There's always room to make improvements and alterations and make sure that you're producing a better product in the future that incorporates more voices, more atmosphere, um, different stories. And so I welcome that heavily and I appreciate when people do it as well as I think, although I do want people that are queer um, to see a story that doesn't necessarily involve a coming out moment or uh, a trauma, like everything in our show is very satirical, but like mm -hmm. there's always that, that thing when it comes to stories um, that evolve around uh, the queer community, there's, uh, there's always just something that's a bit too pandering to the, the hetero gays and I think with us we don't really do that but we also don't skirt away from being able to point out like these are real people with real emotions and you have those same emotions but with just no makeup or bad lashes like that's that's the ticket when it came to it so I I want everyone to watch it and I want although it takes place in the city I do want the people that are doing the back work the the rural gays and the rural queer community to appreciate and like it as well because I was one of those people I grew up in the woods of Nova Scotia so like I want people all over to like see a story like a story and realize that they're being represented in any way they could possibly be and if I didn't do it in a capacity or if we didn't make something that they want then I want them to take that and jump off of it and make something in the future make another project continue on with the growth of queer media and grow and learn from it just I'm a byproduct of queer folk, which is a byproduct of this, which is a byproduct of that. Like, let's just right. make it more. Amazing. And Pat, how about you? I mean, with anything, you you want it to hit the the biggest audience that you probably can. I actually think that it's like digestible for like for kids even. You mm -hmm. know, I think that a lot of people could like this. It's like fun and cute. And I think that people are are craving to see content with drag queens that isn't drag race. Or at least I'm hoping. Um, it's fun to see them not having to, not in a reality show setting and just like, these are amazing performers who are these cute characters and they're interacting with each other. And there's not that like 
reality show stakes to it. It's more right. like a, they're in a caper murder mystery kind of thing. It's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It's like That's Agatha Christie if she was the circuit queen. Kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> Just because I'm a greedy consumer and I, I do celebrate this, but I wonder, is there any chance, that, do you have any plans to like grow it into a bigger beast, like a, a series or a, a motion picture? Uh, well, I mean, personally, we are gunning for a second season. We really want that, whether it's uh, the same small format or on a larger scale. Um, Pat and I have been discussing and with our production team have worked out a great a story arc and concept for the second season, um, which is just as like delightfully campy and as stupid as this one, but also with like, like a nice through line to it. Um, I don't ever want to not think bigger about something uh, just because thinking bigger about one project often leads to the idea of a new project. And you don't know where that can take you because I stopped doing film to do drag and then drag took me here. So <laughs> I think on the whole, yeah, I think we both really, really, really want the second season. And I know it would be fantastic to have the actors back because they are all like, they're so good. All of they're, them. They're great. And they're just, they just want it. They want to do it again and like experience all of that. And Who's the they, bitchiest queen to work with? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm me. Just Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Without I have terrible resting bitch face to a point where I look like I'm trying to like, like set your brain on fire with my head. Um, <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm the biggest asshole you'll ever meet. But yeah, that's <laughs> yep. That's that's an agreement yeah. with that. Yeah, that's my Real Housewives intro line right there. <laughs> okay, so we do have um, a question that we like to ask all of our guests each season. So our season four question is, and I, it, it can relate to your project or it can't. But the first part of it is, what does your ideal queer future look like? Uh, Justin, do you want to start? <laughs> Um, well, this right here, obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> like politically, like, or is that just open-ended? Uh, it's it's, open it's sort of purposefully vague, but um, it can have to do with your project or not. Uh, you know what, Pat, why don't you take this one first? Because I'm like, uh, a minute. Funny, I, I got this it's question. I'm like, I don't really know what to say. And I don't, uh, it might sound too earnest, but it's like a greatest love of all Whitney Houston kind of moment. And I think about the kids, you know, the next mm-hmm. generation and, I mean, I feel like growing, when I grew up queer, it was like, I feel like all of the bullies and all the adults kind of pushed your personality deep, deep, deep down. And then you spend your entire life trying to bring it back up. And I find that when I see how parents are treating, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I see other people who have had kids and they're they're treating their queer kids so much differently than we were treated. And that gives me a bit of hope. And kids are allowed to be their authentic selves. And, you know, we touch upon that in Queens a little bit with the fourth episode. But I feel like, if anything, I think that that is a positive, optimistic way of looking at the future is thinking about all of the children. Yeah, I I love that you said that. It's sort of been becoming a a through line that a lot of our guests have to say. So that certainly resonates with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, I mean... I don't like kids. I really don't. Um, <laughs> you don't and have that was to. actually quite funny on the fourth, the day we were shooting the fourth episode because I'm re- I'm just just so vehemently uncomfortable around children. Uh, even when we were casting, I was just kind of like, I don't know. They did fine. I have I don't know. Um, but then again, that kid like totally won me over because we, we we shared a very common interest in My Chemical Romance and Weezer, but. Uh, <laughs> So cool. Um, but I guess I just want 
to have queerness not only just accepted and celebrated, but also given the space to continue to foster itself, um, to not have uh, too much infrastructure that it's a, it, it devalues the moments where you can find solace in the space together as a community. I want people to be celebrated and happily queer out in daily life and holding hands, walking down Bay and King or whatever, but I also wanna make sure that we still have a community of people that we can walk down the street like Beauty and the Beast and just say, hey girl, to everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna celebrate but protect and nurture and, and uh, invite people. I mean, there's always just change that needs to be happened. We're flawed people. I think the great thing about that is, is if you're willing to accept the change and learn, then all you have to do is make something better and cooler. So I want people to, I want the queerness in the future to, to be worshipped. <laughs> <laughs> Like so who's, walk, who, who's walking along Bay and King? That's my question. Do you oh, know? I, know? I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can buy poppers here, right? It's <laughs> <Just> like, no. <laughs> like, sir, get out of the financial district. I'm like, <laughs> you can go to the bank. Yeah. Are you kidding? They all have poppers, don't lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're not going to share. Greedy capitalist banks. Yeah, give me my Junkle juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry to spring that question on you, um, but here's another one. What gives you hope for that, for that future that you envision, Justin? Things like this. I mean, not to like toot my own horn or anything like that with what we did, but like the, the simple fact of the matter is the CDC let us do this and they gave us very minimal uh, input. They didn't try to hide anything. They Even jokes, I don't even think they get to this day or like subtle things that they wouldn't have got. They didn't try to, influ- to stop us from doing it. And I want that to continue on. For example, they let us get away with these ridiculous, like we have this thing at the beginning of productions where someone will comb through your entire scripts and make sure that you're not infringing on copyright for anything. And it's a very like clinical, very like stationed out um, giant file that you receive whether things passed or passed clearance or didn't. And like there's a fake laundry service called Bros Who Takes Loads in our show. And I know that like having the, the comedy for me was like someone had to sit down at their desk that day and like Google that and like make sure that it was okay for clearance. So it was okay to go. And they did. And I'm just like, okay, well, fabulous. <laughs> so I think having something like this, although to us doesn't seem to be pushing any boundaries to other like productions in the future, I hope that they stay as open and minded and, and uh, welcoming as they were with us. I mean, they could have said no to a thousand and one different things in that script, but yeah, they were mostly like, yeah, it's fine. Just don't use Pepsi. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you used Coke. No, um, I'm <laughs> Mountain Dew. Totally fine. <laughs> I loved your little nod to queer bait. That made me cackle for sure. That's because Grinder wouldn't let us have it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, your product, our product is not being to be used for sinister uses. And I'm like, okay, okay. sure, Jan. This is so sinister, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this Pat, is the worst about... thing to happen on Grinder. <laughs> Pat, what about you? What what gives you hope for the children? Oh, God. Well, I think I know. I'm sorry. just the kind of t- talking about what Justin was saying, just about the CBC and allowing us to do this, I feel like the people who are making the decisions about content are now finally realizing that things should be authentic and there shouldn't be appropriating other people's voices. So I think that queer stories or stories about people of color, whoever they will be told by those people. I think that that, and I think the networks are, are finally making those decisions and those are, 
I think that that gives me hope. So you're not going to see another, like, the help or another, you know, mm-hmm. I can't think of a queer. I'm sure there are many, but I can't oh, think broke of Oh, Brokeback Mountain. No, broke that guy back. was gay. Angley was, was pretty And gay. that was a good tent scene. I mean, let's be honest. That, that gets a pass. I mean, other than Lord of the Rings, that was the best movie about climbing a hill to destroy a hole or a ring. So, like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you have that locked and loaded? Good job. I, I think Good I saw job. a variation of that on Twitter. Um, I, I am not an original human. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a byproduct of the internet. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So it airs next Friday. Is that right? Yeah. June 19th on CBC Gem. That's, yeah. that's an yeah. app on a phone. Is that right? I don't know. I'm so stupid. Elliot, tell me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is the, that is that, Tom. You're correct. So that's incredible. That's accessible to everybody. Am I incorrect? Uh, it, so on Friday, on the 19th, I think it's, there's going to be a link through Pride that okay. everyone can access in the world. Mm-hmm. And then it gets geo-blocked after that. So then it's only on CBC Gem for the time being. But okay. our premiere is like international for if you have the link. But I don't know what the link is. Yeah, so we're still working out the kinks with that because as Pride moved into digital rather quickly, they still Mm. are working through some bugs. Um, And from what I understand, we'll be doing, it's going to be on Twitch, the viewing party. And they will be um, putting it on the screen of Twitch. So if you have the Twitch link, you can watch it globally. Um, And then once it's done, it will be geolocked to just CBC Gem in Canada until we make an international sale. Oh, fabulous. That's so smart. Yeah. I love that. What else do you two have planned for Pride? In quotes, quarantine Pride. My Spice Girl dolls keep falling off the wall, so I'll probably have to fix that. Right. My spice rack up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, Nailing some Spice Girls. Not what I expected you to say, but okay. I mean, once again, I'm hiding the true vision of my bedroom, which is just a... <laughs> there's a lot of weirdness in there. I did a very... <laughs> I did a birthday greeting for my uh, three-year-old nephew. Uh, and in the background, there was just a very big dildo on a shelf. <laughs> Not for, like, personal use. It was just a prop because it's... it's I, I got dreams, but it's, it, takes, it takes a village to get to that one. Um, or just Elliot. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm in the village. Is that the same thing? <laughs> the village, a village, you know, right? the team building exercise. Trust fall, if you would. But uh, yeah, that was just hanging out in the background. <laughs> Pat, how about you? Do you, have any, do you have any pride stuff planned? Me? I'm going to try and seek out that pizza joint that's behind Justin because that looks like a party. (laughs) Uh, But I don't have anything specifically planned. I've been really busy with editing this feature over Skype, which has been difficult. And uh, yeah, I don't really have any plans yet. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, don't. Yeah, it's it's such a strange time to be planning anything. It's Um, quite nice, too. I mean to reference what Allison said in the past interview, it's like the first pride in a while where you're not just wiggling around on stage for corporate money. It's like, no, this is a legitimate, like there's actual important protests happening in the world. This yeah. is an important pride for a lot of people, right. uh, especially a lot of black people and a lot of people of color. And we get to help support and give space for them to fully uh, experience or to fully get this pride in a way that it should be for the future, which is getting back to the root of it, which is just a big protest. I mean, it's it's weird to think that last year was the 50th anniversary of Stonewall and the first pride afterwards. There's important political riots about marginalized communities happening. So it's a nice reminder of what to respect and what to honor at it opposed to by Bacardi, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for saying that. It's definitely, 
It wasn't me. It was her back what there. Screaming <laughs> pride, as you can tell. Um, because we're terrible at transitions, uh, will you do a lightning round with us, each of you one at a time? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. The questions are ridiculous. Don't take them okay. seriously or do take them seriously. Um, does, does someone want to volunteer to be fried up first? I can oh, no. be fried up first if you want. You volunteer as tribute? <laughs> All right, Elliot, do you want to do one each or double team? Both. Oh. Let's double team both. Okay. Oh, that dildo seems like an easier mountain now. <laughs> it really does take a village and we're here to help. So Thank you. <laughs> Tom, do you want okay. to start off? Pat, what's your pronoun? Uh, he. What's your favorite swear word? Fuck. What's your favorite body part? Of others or my own? Both. Either one. Hip. What's your favorite movie? Working girl. <laughs> favorite? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> favorite <laughs> mythical creature? Um... Medusa. Favorite noise? Recess. Children screaming in, in the distance. Oh. <laughs> Celebrity crush? Uh, Esopatha Merkerson. Who's your queer icon? Oh, God. Who's my queer icon? I love that we say this is a lightning round, and yet I know, the questions I know. get more and more in-depth. I know. It's like, I, I don't discuss mean. childhood trauma. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. oh. <laughs> you have 10 seconds. <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> a queer icon. I don't think I have a queer icon. Is that, that terrible? That's fine. No, it can be in progress. In progress. What do you wish you knew more about? Jesus, these are hard. Um, you can say Jesus. No. Jesus. <laughs> what would your friend say is your best quality? Oof. I love asking. <laughs> Sorry, Justin's going to be like super fast with this. Uh, I don't, I'm probably pretty easygoing, I guess I'll say. In the most easygoing way. <laughs> and what are you most grateful for? Uh, a home. What do you dislike most about straight culture? Oh, God. Chapter one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> Pat will not fuck with your Timbit. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> What's your queer superpower? Oh, still, still searching for it. Okay. What's your biggest queer fear? Uh, getting murdered. Sorry, I did not mean to laugh at that. And what is your queer mantra? Just have a bath, you know? I love that. That was, thank you so much. Um, no, sorry about that. That was no, that's so brutal. No, it was not brutal. You actually reminded me to bathe. So <laughs> if anything, Justin, what's your pronoun? He, him. What's your favorite swear word? Piss. No one uses it enough, and I think it's really fun. <laughs> What's your favorite body part? Uh, thighs. What's your favorite movie? Pretty Woman. Favorite mythical creature? Creature or uh, person in mythology? Either, per one. either or. Icarus. What's your favorite noise? Uh, okay, that sound of like farting in, a, in an empty toilet bowl, it just echoes. <laughs> it's so humiliating, but like everyone knows what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> it makes me giggle every time. I'm just like, everyone knows what's happening right now. <laughs> the curtain's been pulled on Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? When I was a kid, Christina Ricci. The queen, absolute queen. Um, who's your queer icon? Sylvester, 100%. What do you wish you knew more about? Math. 
It's so useful. I hate saying that, but it's so useful. And I'm terrible at it. Me too. What would your friend say is your best quality? My absence. (laughs) What are you most grateful for? Um, This. Like literally this. (laughs) What do you dislike about straight culture? (laughs) I don't know if I can beat importance on that. (laughs) Complaining about traffic. (laughs) They love to talk about that all the time. As someone who complains about traffic while drinking Tim Hortons, I have to confront some things about myself. <laughs> yeah, you really need to unpack. <laughs> um, what's your queer superpower? Suction. What's your biggest queer fear? Feeling like I did when I was 10. And what's your queer mantra? Just get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> That's really important for quarantine times. Thank yeah. you. Both. Plus you can have sex in a stairwell. I got a good one over there. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an invitation? <laughs> yes. Try I'm desperate on your shelf. <laughs> um, thank you both for going on that journey with us. We realize that it's a, a little bit of a jarring experience if you don't know what you're in for. It was delightful. I love it because I feel like people are starting to approach Tom and I as though we're um, a real show, which I'm sure by this time you've both clearly like, realized <laughs> that we're not. And like we're not professional. Like it's we're just queer in the true sense of the word. Elliot, don't fucking say that. <laughs> Jesse, beep all of that out. Thanks very much. <laughs> Okay, since you're such a fucking Debbie Downer, Elliot, give us your double rainbow for the week. Honestly, it was watching Queens today, and I'm not just being a kiss ass. It was it really, really made my day. I appreciate it. So thank you both. Ah, that's nice. Tom, what was yours? Um, well, now I want to copy yours and pander as well, but um, (laughs) well, just keep the insults coming. Um, we obviously, Justin, you touched on earlier. There's a lot of uh, change going on in the world when it comes to anti-black racism. And it's something that I've had to confront in my uh, numerous affiliations. And it's been uh, arduous and hard. And that sounds terrible for a white person to say uh, awful, but uh, I feel like there's, there's some hope, there's some glimmers of change happening from, from people that I'm working with who need to understand that something needs to change. I know that's vague and it has to be vague right now, but mm-hmm. that's, that's what it is. Pat, what's your double rainbow for the week? Okay, Just sorry. Can I say this one first? Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm sorry. <laughs> me? You want me yeah. to uh-huh. uh, Yeah, actually, it was really cool. I had, my parents are very open-minded and like accepting people and lovely. Uh, and I called my dad the other day because we talk pretty much daily. And uh, we started talking about like BLM and the protests happening. And um, I, was, I was just waiting. I was just, because we're still like boomer from the Maritimes. Like you're just waiting for a shoe to drop. And he was like, yeah, I just, I don't understand why people are so angry and I hate this. And like so much yelling about police and stuff like that. And I just wish people would realize. And I was just like sitting in my bed, like, oh God, please don't say something stupid. Please don't say something stupid. And he just goes, I just wish people realized that defunding the police doesn't mean getting rid of infrastructure to help protect people. And I was just like astral projected out of my body and was like celebrating like a rainbow just appeared in front of me. I was like, oh, oh the 60 year old man gets it. But I didn't even have to explain it to him. So that was like a, a, I felt like a proud parent at that moment. I hear that. Um, Pat, have you had adequate time or do you need to defer? Um. I think, honestly, I think that just, I know it's dumb because I guess it's 
just this interview with like what you just said, Elia was like, oh, maybe people will like Queens. It's like, it's, it was a lot of work for everybody involved. And a lot of it happened post pandemic and we were in lockdown and we had to do a sound mix without being there. And it was just, it was really, really hard. And sometimes you're like, is it any good? Are people gonna like it? And just, just hearing, doing these interviews and hearing people respond to it. I'm like, you know what? I think we did do a good job. I think Justin did a good job. Everybody was really fun to work on and it's all of the hard work is worth it. And it's sunny today. Do you know? And it's yeah. sunny today. It's sunny. <laughs> I keep but, thinking it's winter outside because I just watched Queens, but it, it's not. You're right. Which is like my favorite thing because now it can yeah. be like in the echelon of great Christmas films like yeah. oh Showgirls, Queens, you know? I just love what it's going to do for like non-Canadian viewers. Like it's just so yeah. Canadian. It's a well, this was amazing. a funny thing. When Pat and I went in to do the color correcting, uh, the color correction artist, she was like, do you want warm snow or cold snow? And we were like, what <laughs> and she said, well, Canadians generally like warmer snow, whereas Americans and people from LA are like cold snow. So more bluey snow versus more yellowy snow. And we were just kind of like, huh? <laughs> Did you go with very... cold snow? We went with warm snow. We went okay, with well, snow. I, I'm, you because, know, it, a charlatan. It's because they all have budgets. And when they have snow, they planned for snow. And they brought the snow in because they want it to be cold. We right. were planning on a fall looking weather and then it snowed. So oh, now yeah. we're and trying to make it warmer. Yeah. yeah, the week prior was beautiful fall weather. We were like, it was impressive oh. that it seemed to be snowing in a lot of the scenes outside, which is hard to plan. I thought that too. Yes, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean that Frickin was that was that like that like thank you to whatever deity kind of moment right. because every time we shot outside, like the show takes place during an entire day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So it starts off early in the day, and the aids run, and it's just snowing the entire time. But then when we get to Mitty and Sharon's episode it starts off as a blizzard and then as the day progresses the snow dwindles and we were like oh thank god <laughs> and then when it got to cruise it was like lightly snowing so it all just made the continuity correct and we we're like oh that was great <laughs> i was watching with my partner and i was like oh my god outside shoots in the winter could be so fucking cold so kudos to you on that one it was cold <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I should tell you both too, uh, my pride plans is that I'm going to set up a giant sheet in my friend's backyard and we're going to have a large socially distance uh, viewing of Queens as well. And I'm super oh, excited fun. about it. Perfect. Oh, that's great. We're, we're back. I love that. And uh, make sure you listen to all of the artists that are on the soundtrack of Queens because they're all queer, except for one person. They're all Canadian. Oh, and, fucking awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, I really did, lo- not to leapfrog you, Elliot, but I really did love it as well. And I'm also very excited to share it with everybody. Um, and so before we wrap up, do you guys want to just plug your handles and where our mi- listeners might be able to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Fisher Price Queen, spelled just like the toy company. Trust me, I get a lot of weird photos tagged of children's birthday parties. Um, <laughs> That's very you. That's very your brand, though. I love yeah. that. It's bizarre because there's just be like this happy kid with a phone in their hand. And I'm like, same. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Pat K. Mills. They don't use Instagram. I'm, I'm going to push myself to be more active. And there's an account for the show as well. If I'm oh, yes. Mistaken. Yeah, Queens, Queens the series, series right? Oh, yeah. Which is People... a great resource. We have um, we have it so it's fixated primarily on uh, queen and queer history. And so you can learn a lot about the people that paved the way for us to be able to make something like this. Okay, well, listeners, you, you heard those handles. Go over and check them out. 
check out all the history you can learn from the Queen's Instagram and make sure to check the show out after and on the 19th. And uh, write us, tell us what your thoughts are and then we'll uh, throw your praise over to Justin and Pat for you. (laughs) And thank you both so much for taking time out of quarantine to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your pride. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and without further ado, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?